Hello. Hello. Hello everyone. Um, this week we're back with our tech talks. We're going to be talking about voice assistants and their place in the home and then we'll be talking about podcasting and... So we've got um, Gordon here again and Peter, our usual... Well, I'm the crew. usual what? What am I? <laughs> usual it's quite unusual, crew. I'd say. I mean, Happily it's usually us three, right? And we usually have a guest. Okay. We'll also be talking about the relationship between voice assistants and podcasting. And we also have Amy here, who's going to be talking a little bit about that. Yeah, so the reason we wanted to talk about this, I guess, is because in the past couple of weeks, uh, all the major kind of uh, tech companies have been announcing their Christmas lineups, what they want to sell you for Christmas. And the big talking point, the big marketplace, I guess, is the new one, which is in the home. Yeah, a voice computing seems to be dominating everything, doesn't it? I mean, uh, Google's big announcement. I noticed all the speakers came out to the assistant uh, animation in the background and stuff, and it seems to be all about the assistant now for Google. Yeah, we had, we had a couple of weeks ago, there was the Amazon announcement where they, re they announced uh, the Echo Plus, which is this, looks the same as the first version Echo, but has uh, uh, like smart home capabilities built into it. There's the Echo 2, which is a smaller, nicer design version of the Echo. The Echo there's, Shoe, where it's built into your footwear. <laughs> yeah, there's so many devices though, aren't there? We're trying to list them all, but there's so many Google Maxi, Google Mini, Echo Spot, Echo, all the rest of it. It's yeah, they're, quite they're going to run out of nouns to attach the word Echo to shortly. Um, yeah, there were the Echo Spot, which is a little round thing that looks like a smart alarm clock. And then we had a week later, we had Sonos announcing the, their first um, voice assistant capable smart speaker. And that one's interesting, isn't it? Because potentially it, it's Alexa built in first, is that right? But you could potentially have uh, assistant on the same device. You could, have, you could have them fighting with each other for your attention on the same device, which would be a first. Yeah, so all it is is a Sonos speaker with a built-in mics and it, uh, out of the box it comes with Alexa, but there's no reason you couldn't, with a later software update, put the Google Assistant on there or Microsoft Cortana and potentially, as you said, have three different assistants in the same thing. I know a little while ago, um, Alexa and uh, sorry, Amazon and Microsoft announced a kind of a partnership where right. Alexa and Cortana can be built into the same product and you would use each one for its better capabilities. Right. It's interesting, and with a with a system that's supposed to go over with the SDK and everything, and you can build, you can use a system within your Android apps, for example, or you can put it on a Raspberry Pi, so it goes everywhere, right? Last week, uh, last week Google came into the, uh, as you said, with their announcements of the new Google Home Mini, which is the little uh, competitor to the Echo Dot, a little tiny, you know, pebble-shaped mm. thing, which costs fifty pounds. And then the opposite end of the scale, the Home Max, which is the big hi-fi system, huge speaker, which I guess is intended to take on Apple's oh, uh, HomePod. So everybody's kind of fighting for this brand new market. They're creating the market and fighting for it at the same time. Which makes us look very intelligent because we do a lot of messaging and voice computing with, with, with Google and Alexa and all sorts. Rosie, I was wondering, I was wondering what you think about the high-end speakers because I'm going thoughts like the Google big one is supposed to be like a high-end, hi-fi speaker, right? The Apple, when they come up with their home speaker, it's an assistant, but they're positioning it as, you know, this like high-fidelity speaker. Is that something that you would be interested in? Yeah, I feel like I would buy that. Yeah. I would want to buy that because I think my biggest problem with the Google Home and the Alexa is that I don't think the quality is very good, the sound right. quality. So like my housemate has just got one and I think the quality is so bad. So Which one does she have? She has the Alexa. Right. So she's like, I don't want it. She's a classic. Yeah, the big one. Yeah. 
yeah. the echo. The echo. So when she puts music on in the kitchen, I just hate that tinning sound. Mm. I think, yeah, because people do listen to music on it a lot. And I yeah. think also with podcasting, which we're going to talk about later, sound quality is important. So, yeah, I think that will be really good. Yeah, as an old man, I'm kind of like, well, it's over Bluetooth anyway, and it's from Spotify, so anyway, you've got rubbish sound. Go and get, like, a record player and some speakers. And Anyway, that's an old man and speaking, but yeah, I mean, the home is much worse. The Alexa is significantly better than the home in terms of sound quality, right? Uh, I, I, it depends which one you go for. Like, the Echo Dot, obviously, is, is yeah, fairly yeah. good, but um, the Echo itself, I think, has got, you know, pretty powerful speakers. You yeah. don't necessarily need to plug it in. Uh, but with Apple, you know, going straight in at the high end mm. with the HomePod, Google, I think there's just going to be competition for, uh, obviously there is competition for the home in general, but I yeah. think building it around the speakers seems to be the place where that will be most hotly disputed. And how that will bring in smart home stuff, so smart heating systems, smart lighting, all that stuff. Do you think that will see a resurgence in that or a resurgence rather? I think so because um, the, as I said, the Echo Plus, which looks like the original Echo, but inside actually is a smart home hub. So you don't need to buy, the problem with the smart home items at the moment is many of them just have independent hubs and independent mm. operating systems. They don't talk to each other. Yeah. And one of the good things about voice is it takes away all of that difficulty of using different things. So Amazon actually building the hub into the Echo yeah. makes that really easy. And I think as we're starting to see with companies like IKEA moving into smart home products now, um, I just think that's the kind of the sweet spot for the thing that's been so difficult for so long is having uh, you know, general furniture retailers, not tech companies selling the smart home objects and then the platforms like Google Home and Alexa being a unified, easy to use interface that controls it. Agreed, interesting times. Um, one other thing that they are very good for, as we mentioned already, is audio. And there's, there's good research to suggest that people who buy these actually tend to listen to more audio because they have one. Um, one of the big, big growing areas is in podcasting. I know just this week, Google announced that they bought an, a podcasting company called 60DB, which I'd never heard of. Um, but apparently it's like discoverability of podcasts and recommendations. And Google have bought those, closed down the, the startup and are rolling that tech into their own products, um, which they haven't really embraced in any meaningful sense so far, unlike Apple. And to talk about podcasts, we've got Amy here, who's a, a senior creative and has got a lot of history in podcasting. In fact, she's got a very successful podcast called Podcast Goals. It's, it's really, actually, really entertaining and funny. It's a collection of the best football goals ever scored in podcasts. It's, it's not that. I recommend it. It's I'm genuine. so sorry about Gordon's joke. It's genuinely not that. Uh, but it was mentioned in The Guardian this mm. week as one of the best podcasts to listen out for. It's very funny. This is Amy, um, she's the creative lead, she's very new at rehab, very excited to have her here and she also has an impressive history with podcasting. Hello, thank you for having me here. <laughs> no need to introduce yourself, Rosie's just done it. Yeah, I was about to say, great, you did all the hard work for me, that's my favourite kind of podcast. <laughs> um, there's one thing you missed out as well, is that Amy is a potential woman of the future. Yes, I am. I don't know how that's happened. I feel like it's been probably a mix-up somewhere in the system, but uh, yeah, it's incredibly exciting. Well, as a man of the past, it's nice to have you here. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, so, Amy, tell us about your podcasting history. Yeah, sure. So I started podcasting about a year ago with a friend of mine. So I'm part of a podcast called Podcast Goals, which is an Acast, which is a millennial podcast looking at all a variety of things from 
Tinder to hashtags to all kinds of stuff that crops up in our modern life. Um, so yeah, just started setting out doing it. We didn't really have much of a plan when we kind of kicked it off and then over the months as we've kind of gone on, we've tried to get a little bit more professional to the point where we were like, we should probably get some microphones. Um, hence, I guess, why we're here talking about technology today. Uh, Rosie, you're a millennial. Do you listen to podcasts? No. <laughs> I'm sat next to Amy and I'm like, oh, I actually listen to it. Well, that shuts down that avenue of conversation. <laughs> um, no, but I actually do want to start because obviously Amy's told me about them and I have heard people in the office talking about um, ones they listen to, so this would be really interesting for me. Amy, apart from yourself, who's doing really interesting things in podcasting at the moment? There's quite a few actually. So a really great podcast I like is a podcast called 99% Invisible, who looks at the sort of the modern design stuff in the world around us and the bizarre things which you might never notice and um, creates a really interesting, rich media sort of podcast experience. So not necessarily just kind of talking, but splices that together with audio of natural environment or whether it's interviews or creates soundscapes or actually inserts kind of media into the podcast so it becomes a bit more of a sort of multimedia experience um, that's yeah i'd say the kind of the top one for me at the moment what well, well, i think it's really that i listen to, i don't listen to a lot myself i listen to one called untold which is uh, by a journalist called peter jukes which is investigating um the murder of a man in the 1980s and how it ties into today's newspaper scenes and the news of the world and everything like this. And what I think is really interesting is that he has written about this extensively, but this gives him an opportunity to like really do a, a long, deep dive into it, which might be, you know, it's almost book length, but in audio. Mm, it's a perfect kind of format, I think, for having that slightly longer kind of discussion. And podcasts are such an intimate thing, you know, there are it's very, very loud engine. Yeah, engine. Um, Podcasts, yeah, such an intimate thing that, you know, they're in your ears or they're in your home or they're in a variety of places. So having the opportunity to get a platform where you can just dive into storytelling and narrative in ways which people kind of um, aren't necessarily doing so much of, it's quite exciting for podcasts. Um, I'm very glad you brought up In The Home. That was extremely good tea up for me. Um, because <laughs> oh, one, of the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. one of the things we wanted to talk about is obviously with the creation of the smart speaker market, we've just seen, uh, we're talking about in the rest of the show, uh, about the Amazon Echo have just released like three new devices and Google have just released two new home devices and they seem to be creating a, a new audio market. Do you see that as a big opportunity for podcasters? Yeah, an enormous opportunity. In terms of kind of the smart tech and um, having it in the home, obviously it's opened up this whole other audience of discovery, people who maybe have never kind of listened to podcasts or are looking for new podcasts there's this way to immediately interact with them from the comfort of your own sort of space and um, yeah, to invite other voices into your home, which is quite a cool thing to have. Um, so yeah, it's just a really exciting space to be able to kind of have that. And a lot of my friends actually have just got into the smart kind of speaker market purely for podcasts. Yeah, because I read something the other day about how um, people that actually use smart speakers, if they have one in their home, it's already like the third most popular way for them to listen to audio. Oh wow, yeah, I can kind of believe that actually. It's um, yeah, a growing market for the audio space. Yeah. And um, yeah, from a recent survey, I thought it was really interesting that um, of people who own smart speakers, about 70% of them listen to podcasts and about 45% of people who don't own smart speakers do. So there's an argument there, of, I wonder whether it's people who own smart speakers are more likely to listen to podcasts 
or people who listen to podcasts are more likely to <laughs> buy smart speakers? Yeah, probably a bit of both actually. I mean, if you're kind of interested in discovering sort of audio and the idea of a smart speaker, I guess, is kind of um, attractive because there's so many sort of features that can get you into it and it's completely hands-free, you know, we're on our phones, we're on screens so much of the time and even the act of discovering a podcast can be tricky if you don't know exactly what you're looking for or discovering. So giving some of that ability to a smart speaker, for example, to suggest you something which you can discover or based on what you've already listened to can then kind of lead into what else you could find is, um, yeah, is really interesting for podcasts. Um, do you think that would mean that um, podcasts become more interactive? So. You know, if you're in the home, you could actually start interacting with the podcast rather than it being a passive experience. Yeah, I think so. I think there's a really cool opportunity for maybe even podcasts to become kind of more tailored and personal. You know, with podcasts at the moment, or has they've always been, there's always been like one kind of audio track or one sort of narrative that people follow. But with smart speakers being interactive means you can pause it. You might be able to jump immediately to another episode if you're not enjoying it. You might even be able to you know, command the assistant to take you to the media the podcast is talking about and then come back into it. So it feels much more like a multi kind of faceted experience and not just a, a one track sort of audio thing anymore, which is really what smart speakers kind of do for it. Yeah, I know I was uh, the BBC's R&D lab uh, have announced that they will be doing kind of interactive radio dramas later this year. I uh, don't know yet what form that will take, but obviously being interactive, being connected to the internet, not just being playing back an audio file gives you the opportunity to bring in, you know, I, I don't know, data about what's happening that day, about where you are, about what's in the news, about kind of, and, and the voice that allows you to kind of create that on the fly. Uh, I think is a really interesting opportunity. It requires more work from podcasters. Mm. Yeah, you're right though. I think um, drama in particular, because it is such a narrative space, there's so much opportunity. So you could even become the sixth character in the audio. You know, why do you have to be a listener? Why aren't you part of the story itself? So for BBC, I think that's a huge kind of leap forwards in how tech could be kind of shaping the future of storytelling, not to get too grand. <laughs> yeah, and I know publishers are kind of looking at podcasting as an opportunity. The Guardian do a lot of podcasting. Um, I think The Telegraph do quite a lot mm -hmm. of podcasting. So yeah, that, I, I think that's a really kind of sort of untapped market at the moment to be able to understand a bit more about people's tastes and actually tailor podcasts to the individual. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is really random. It might be bonkers, <laughs> but That's obviously... That's why we bring you in. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a lot of research around millennials really valuing experiences, right, mm -hmm. over like products. Mm. And I mean, I am a millennial and I know that from my particular circles of friends who are all very into different things, that is true. And I went to, I trained to do acting. Mm -hmm. So part of acting is like obviously having different forms of theatre and one of them that was really popular is like immersive theatre. Mm -hmm. um, and all my friends who went to uni with me and are into theatre all now go and watch immersive theatre all the time. So I don't know whether that might potentially get millennials more into podcasting if it was something where they felt they were going to experience something rather than just like listening to a story. Mm. I don't know. 
yeah. that was just something on the top of my head. I think, yeah, I think that's a really, really good point. It's a really interesting point. Um, the immersive kind of fact of it is, yeah, everyone wants to be involved and wants to be like a passive talk to for an hour. Like, sometimes that's great, sometimes that's what you want. But I think you're right for the, um, and me, myself, being a millennial as well, I uh, completely get that. It is all about kind of the experience and wanting to create something and, you know, the way that... Um, with our podcast as well that was something we found when we were doing a lot of the early research so we were like wouldn't it be great if the other person could just feel like they were the third mate in the pub and join in and you know and also it's worth mentioning within that kind of the social media aspect if you are having that podcast going out if you're listening to it on the smart speaker wherever you are in creating that immersive experience through social and being like go to Instagram, hop over, see that picture and then come back, you know, it's about kind of how it weaves into millennial life and life in general and uh, yeah, I think you're right, I think it is kind of an exciting space to be a little more immersive potentially. I have millennial envy now. <laughs> you can join, it's fine, you've been part of the club. <laughs> I'm an adopted millennial. <laughs> I'm a previous millennial. Uh, up to 35, I think. Oh, gosh. Is the you just cut him to you. Technical. <laughs> but you don't look a day over 27, thank so it's you, fine. Thank you. <laughs> 21, I I'm think. blushing. Yeah. Um, do you own a smart speaker? Yeah, so I have an Alexa in my home. Although the Echo, the original Echo? I have the Dot. The, oh, the Dot. Yeah, the Dot. Um, but various, <laughs> various friends of mine, if they come around, they ask me to disconnect it which is really interesting because um, there's such a there's a there's a mix of people who love it and you know I love it for music discovery in particular as a podcaster I like discovering other podcasters but a lot of um, again in the millennial generation that I've come across some people sort of find it a bit um, they distrust it they don't like that it records the privacy because of privacy yeah, yeah. millennial paranoia millennial paranoia it's a thing um, it's it is really a thing, thing. Um, Rosie, do you own one? Plans to get one if not? I actually don't own one. I have set one up for my mum and my grandma. Well, I, I didn't have one until now, but I've just ordered the um, the Home Mini, ah. Google's Home Mini, and I ordered it in coral. Oh, nice. Standout <laughs> colour. But, but, but it is a standout colour, and it comes back to what you just said. I wanted that bright colour because I wanted it to be a thing that's kind of not hidden in the background mm. even though I don't have the same level of paranoia about what they're doing reporting <laughs> I didn't want to kind of have that thing just blend in I want it to be a discreet mm. kind of quite obvious thing that sits in my home so I know it's there and I'm conscious of it mm, feature piece yeah forget feature walls feature <laughs> tech <laughs> I mean I think now that they're getting better and smarter I will get one I and have cheaper to just, I do have to just get one at some mm-hmm. point take the dive then you're in you have a whole world of podcasts waiting for you yeah yeah. Just say, when you get home, you go, hey, Alexa, play my millennial playlist. <laughs> it's so funny, because when I set, I set it up, my grandma, she lives in an old people's home, and I went with my mum, and we set it up for her, and she is honestly, cannot believe that you can say, Alexa, play Singing in the Rain, and it will sit, like, she just cannot comprehend it. She, she was like, no, witchcraft, witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like me with my smart speaker. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think the moral of the story is I need to buy a Google Home or an Alexa and I need to start listening to podcasts. Podcast goals if you want Podcast to. Podcast goals. <laughs> dot, dot com. I mean, dot yeah. com, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. That was really great. It was really good to have you here, Amy, and to hear your point of view on podcasting. And we'll be back, uh, not next week. <laughs> Every two weeks we're going to Because we don't promise to be weekly anymore. So we'll be back soon. Our aim is to do it every couple of weeks. Yeah. So we'll see you then. Bye, everybody.
Aishina Polish sound recorder and a check one too. Boom boom. This week we're going to be talking about voice assessment. Assistance. Hi everyone, and um, we're back with our rehab tech talks. This week we're going to be talking about voice assessments. Assistant. And you can build, you can use assistant within your Android apps, for example, you can put it on a Raspberry Pi so it goes everywhere, right? Is it Christmas? I thought I heard just Santa Claus jingling his, his sleigh bells. Uh, oh, yeah, it's just, there he is. He's up. I think he's. Can you put that away? Don't be so elfish. Take the bell off your neck, Rosie. You're ruining it, don't be so elfish. Ugh. Oh.